the vibes! Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA 2K24. You can get your copy from the link in our description. This moment, see alongside me as always, the three-time NBA champion, Mr. BJ Armstrong. BJ, how's it going, my bro? <laughs> Real name, no gimmicks. Let's get it, bro. It's your Come time on, of the year, baby. It's oh, you know it's my of time year. of the year. We're going straight in. I'm going to tell you what I'm hearing. You're going to tell me what you're thinking. Okay. Simple. NBA trade deadline coming up. The Milwaukee Bucks are reportedly interested in swapping our favorite player, Bobby Portis, also known oh, wow. as Bobby Portis, for Grant Williams of the Dallas Mavericks. Now, the Bucks may have some PTSD from Grant scoring 27 points on, what was it, seven three-pointers against them in Game 7 uh, in the Eastern Conference playoffs a few years ago. Uh, what do you think of this swap? Fascinating because Bobby Port Bobby Portis has Peace. been yeah he's been a he's he's been a very important I would say important player for them over the years mm-hmm. and the only reason I could see him moving at this stage would be financially that he's maybe looking. To secure a, a a bigger contract well he's under contract for 12 million dollars next season and the season after is 13 and a half million but that's a player option whereas grant williams is locked up for 12 million this year 13 13 and a half and then 14 for the next yeah three years. yeah financially now, that makes sense more that, long-term that makes security sense. yes so that makes sense in a market like milwaukee to do something that makes sense mm-hmm. um that's the only reason i could see that if you're looking at Bobby Portis, what he's been able to do. You're looking at a player for that for that number in that slot. He's already locked in and he's a very productive player. So that makes sense financially. But as far as what Bobby Portis has done or what he means to that team over the years. Especially coach-wise. Think, not yeah, even on he, the court. He's been very impactful. So, um, but that makes sense financially. You got to do what you got to do. So that makes sense. Yeah, you got to bear in mind uh, for a lot of these teams, this and the off season are the last chance they've really got to make big moves because as soon as next season begins, the new CBA rules come into effect. With the second apron teams going to be very limited. That means the teams who are spending a lot of money, like the Celtics and the Warriors and the Lakers, they're going to be very limited into what they can do. They can't aggregate players in trades for a certain amount of contracts and they can't sign guys on buyout markets and whatnot. Um, but let's keep it flying. Uh, the Mavericks and the Pacers are reportedly interested in one Andrew Wiggins from Golden State. The Pacers and who else? The Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, that, that, I, could, I could see that. Why? Well, financially, it, it fits. You know, Dallas is very limited what they can do as yep. far as what they can do with their team financially and the limitations of what they have um, as far as, you know, with obviously Luca and Kyrie taking up a large portion of their space. So to be able to get a player like Andrew Wiggins, a very good player who could come in and, and be a very significant player for them in the role they're looking for, which is a player who is a good player, but who would have to understand how to play his role. So he would fit into that. As yeah. far as the Pacers, you know, well, the just, Pacers... Just, are, let's just stick on the Mavericks for one sec. Um, Andrew Wiggins is making $28 million. So to make that trade happen, it would have to be some combination of maybe Tim Hardaway, um, 
Tim Hardaway and Dwight Powell and someone else go into Golden State on, on the other way. They don't have a contract that they can straight up swap because they've got Luca making 40, Kyrie making 37. Then it drops down to Tim Hardaway making 17. So they would have to lose some depth in their roster. Um, but, you know, it wasn't too long ago Andrew Wiggins was the second or third best player on a championship team. He doesn't look like that player anymore, but, you know, a new setting, new scenery could revitalize him. But you were going to say about the Pacers. The Pacers, on the other hand, seems as seems as if now with the the acquisition of Siakam, financially they got to figure out who they're going to pay. Like who are their top three guys? Right, Caliburton clearly is one. I think Siakam is clearly. But now is it is it Matherin? Is it is what's the center's name over there? Um, Turner. Turner. You know, well, they've got Halliburton it, locked up until 2029. He's yeah, making the max contract that'll kick in next year. Siakam, though, free agent this summer. So, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that it's a pretty good chance he comes back there. Yeah, Miles know. Turner is under contract next year as well. But Buddy Heald's 90 million comes off the books, and I'm assuming yeah, if but, there is a trade for Wiggins, he would be somewhat involved. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, but that makes sense. You know, you want to you want to get good players and then you have Obi Toppin. You know, I'm not sure what they're going to do there. Um, you know, he's he's still I believe he's still on his rookie deal. Yep. He is the final year of that deal. So, yeah. So, you know, Unres- those are interesting uh, restricted questions. free agency. Sorry. This summer. So um, so if they get a player like that, that would give them the flexibility to continue on their on their uh, on their trajectory where they think they can be. And more importantly, they don't have a long-term commitment. So right, that yep. makes sense. Yep. That makes sense for them. Well, the uh, team that everyone wants to know about at the trade deadline. And when I say everyone, I mean me. Who, the Celtics? Of course. You see me. You see okay. me. I'm representing. Okay. I'm representing. Okay. Come on, man. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in Boston very soon. I'm going to be there in okay. a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, the Celtics have been expressed, in, expressed an interest in a wide range of targets. But here are the three that stand out. Kelly Olenek, DeLon Wright, and Andre Drummond. If you Kelly had to Olenek. rank those three, uh, Alinek, Delon Wright, and Andre Drummond, rank those three in which who would help them the most from best to least? Well, you know, I, I, I've said this from the start of the season, so I'm just going to stick to it. You know, that they're missing a big. They're, they don't have anyone that can play. You know, Al Horford has been terrific throughout his career as playing as an undersized player. He's an undersized center. He's been an all-star as an undersized center. But the, there's a certain level of physicality that the game has, has to be played with. So I would think that Drummond would probably be the one player on their team that they don't have presently at the moment. They don't have a big who plays as a big Kelly Olenek and Porzingis to me are similar players. They're, they're stretch bigs. Yeah. And then then you have DeLon Wright to me, they have, they're set at the guards, right? At the, at the, at the guard position. So, I mean, I would, they are set, but you got to think they're one injury away from being unset because 
let's say Derek White or Drew Holiday gets injured, then what have you got? Peyton Pritchard starting in the NBA playoffs? How do you feel about Peyton Pritchard getting 30 minutes? I, 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 you know, Jalen Brown to me is, is, is a, is a, is a two. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't, Zula. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't, that to me is a non-issue. That's a, that's not even, okay. You, you, you miss whatever you don't want to, I don't like to see any player get hurt. However, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum at the two and the three, I would argue that's probably even better. For yeah. Them. Yep, that is better. Okay. Chante made okay. okay. So, but that's just me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if they were able to get a big who can play with a certain level of physicality, right? It looks as if, you know, um, the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be one of those teams. They have bigs. Um, then you have, of course, we don't know the, the the latest update on Joel Embiid. And then you have Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. And Al continues to truck along. However, you know, I don't know what that's going to mean. Then you have... You know, then you have the Lopez, you know, Brooke Lopez, and you have Giannis. So acquiring a big, like Andre Drummond, a bigger body that could play, give them really good minutes. And we know he can defensively rebound, um, block shots and and do things. I think that will give them another dimension to an already good team. So I think that would be a really good pickup for them. Well, you mentioned Embiid briefly there that we don't really know what's going on about him. And I saw something that really, I don't even know how to react to it. It's just the language in which they use when Woj and these guys break stories. So so here's what Woj said. Breaking. 76ers star Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP, will undergo a procedure this week to repair a left meniscus injury. A team official tells ESPN. Recovery, recovery timeline is expected after the procedure, but expectation is he will miss an extended period of time. Why don't you just say surgery? Because that's what it is. It's like when they broke the other story and they said he has a displaced left flap in his meniscus. Why don't you just say it's torn? Well, you know, there's alternative things now, right? So I'm going to assume that the reporting there, there it could be an alternative. Who knows? It, it, who knows? <laughs> who who knows what these guys are doing now? It's just interesting wording to you me. You know, uh, yeah, it, it is. It's 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 not very clear. However, that leaves it up to discussion. So we'll see and we'll find out, you know, we'll find out sooner or later what happened. And I just hope that he gets back on the court. Either way, whatever procedure he has, I hope that it's it's a speedy recovery and he gets back on the court healthy. Absolutely. Well, speaking of Andre Drummond, though, just before we spoke by Embiid, um, he's drawn trade interest from the Celtics, the Mavericks, the Lakers and the Suns. Interesting. Because uh, he was on the Lakers not too long ago, and they didn't really seem to want him back. Uh, the Mavericks. Well, have... I think they're listening to the podcast because <laughs> you and I have been saying. Well, I know I've been saying. I know I've been saying this for for how long? Yeah, I mean, I've been saying this for so long now, and I probably have an unfair advantage in this regard. I've been watching Anthony Davis since he was in high school, and look, clearly we know what you're he's say. an All Star. Yeah, he's an All Star. We, know, we know that. We we know, we know the routine, but. It makes sense why the Lakers would do that. Why why not have him there? And maybe if maybe it's a different scenario with uh, Darvin Ham as a coach. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's different. But I, I again, I think he's a really good player. I believe he was a former All Star, if I remember correctly. Yeah, one time. Yeah. The NBA. Yeah, was, one uh... time he was. So 
I just think he's he's a really good player. So it it makes sense, and I think it makes sense for the Lakers. And clearly, the Lakers um, are trying to figure out what's their missing piece that's going to help them, especially in the second half of the season. Yeah, and he's on a minimum contract, generational rebounder even if half his offensive board comes off his own misses. Uh, shout out to Andre Drummond. Um, the Mavericks, I guess that'll just be backup for Derek Lively Jr. <laughs> oh, the Suns, I guess he would just be a backup for Nurkic, who's had a number of injuries over his career. Um, so that might be interesting. But the Rockets were also considering making a move for him before they made their move for Steven Adams. So that tells me they're kind of standing pat in terms of their bigs over there in Houston. But I'm still keeping an eye out for the Jalen Green move, which brings me to my next report uh, that the Bulls are seeking an OG Ananobi type deal for Alex Caruso. What does that mean? I don't even know. What does that mean? That, that means uh, one or two young promising players like uh, RJ and Emmanuel Quigley and some sort of second round picks would oh, be okay. the would, would be the thing. And I think Houston have got a number of young guys. Number one being Jalen Green who they or can send who over. Who are they considering this for? Caruso? Alex Caruso. Any comment? No, let's move on. Uh, well, he has a $9 million salary and a part guaranteed $10 million salary for next season. I think only $3 million of that is guaranteed. So whoever trades for him gets him for their playoff run and they get some level of flexibility next summer. So okay. that's that's interesting. You're not a fan of Alex Caruso, BJ? I, I, I love Alex Caruso. Uh, I love Alex Caruso. Would you yeah, trade I don't like Green him. for Alex Caruso? Because I would. No, I wouldn't. Why not? Because I one is on a rookie scale deal, and that's that 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 fits me economic. That's an economic. That's that's beautiful. Um, they are making the same amount of money, despite yeah. one being a veteran, one being a rookie. Yeah, and and age. And all the other yep. things. Yep. <laughs> That's that, 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 no, I, I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's not even a consideration for me. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, the Washington Wizards are among a few potential sellers at the trade deadline. And Carl okay. Kuzma is considered their top asset by rival executives. Okay. Uh, they're looking for a future first round pick after 2024 to part with Kuzma. Which teams do you think Kuzma would be a good fit on? Yeah, it's it. It would be fascinating to see how other teams view Alex. You know, not Alex Russo. Um, Kyle, Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, it would be fascinating to see. You know, do teams view him as a starting player here, um, or do they view him as a player that possibly would come off the bench? So I would, I would think it would be fascinating to see, you know, how they view him. Mm -hmm. um, and he's on a pretty good contract, $25 million this year, but it goes down for the next three seasons, ending with 19 million in 2026 to 27. And after the new TV deal, that 90 million is going to look like a pretty good deal. Yeah. But, it, you know, again, when you start acquiring players like that, that will be a rotational player. Now yeah. it gets a preference. But, but we spoke about Andrew Wiggins, who's also a rotational player, but he's making 10 million more than Kuzma per season. You know, the difference is, you know, Andrew Wiggins has played. Well, he, I think, again, it's sub subjective. Andrew Wiggins 
has played at a championship caliber level. Yep. And I and I think Kyle Kuzma won a championship, if I remember, with the Lakers, right? Yep. If I remember he yep. won. However, in the bubble. Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins in that playoff run, Andrew Wiggins was without question, he was one of the he was in their top three. And you know, oh yeah, he did a great job top. guarding Jason Tatum in the finals as well. He 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 was he was terrific. Uh if I remember, he guarded uh Luka Doncic in that in that series. Yeah, um, Western Conference and finals. He, yeah, he, he so I just think it would be fascinating to see how other executives view Kyle Kuzma. Because clearly he's a rotational player. Now, at this stage of his career, does Kyle Kuzma want to go back coming back off the bench? Maybe he views himself as a starter. These are the things that when you trade, it's just not you're just trading a guy. You got to trade to see how it fits into the team. But more importantly, if a guy says, hey, he gets traded and then he's not happy with his role, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So Kyle Kuzma, like, are you, you know, for, for instance, if Kyle Kuzma at this stage of his career was ready to accept a role like a uh, Jordan Clarkson, for instance, six man type, that makes, type role. I think he would, that, that's a very valuable player. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know that. I don't, I don't know where he's at. I'm not saying he does or he doesn't, but I think with his size and versatility, a player like him coming off the bench and, and getting you anywhere between 18 and 22 points a game, which clear to me would be six would make, year. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's as valuable as you can get. Or do you get a guy who is starting and averaging 18, 20, but you know, you're just kind of, you know, he, he's a good player. I mean, he yeah. clearly he is a really good player, but one, he's an elite player. And then the other, you know, he's in the he's middle of the right. pack. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I just think, you know, Kyle has to figure out what's important to him. Because if you get a player like that coming off your bench, I mean, he he should – listen, if I were coaching, right, just like I remember when they got Andre Iguodala to the Golden State Warriors. Yep. Andre Iguodala is a starter. He's a really good player. Andre Iguodala as your sixth man, suddenly now – Game changer. That's a game changer for the for your team. Kyle Kuzma, to me, is at that as far as what he could do. I mean, this kid can easily get you thirty points in a game. If he I don't gets care hot, if he gets if hot, he, he, he can do it. And, he and he's only twenty eight. That's what I'm saying. I I just see him now at that space where he's just got to figure out what is his value to any team that is. Is he from with. Detroit? He's from Flint, yes. Well, we, oh, we he's, from yeah. he's from Michigan. He's from okay. Michigan. Okay. Yes. The re reason I ask is the Pistons are no longer interested in Zach Levine after Zach Levine opted for season-ending surgery. Hope he gets okay. well soon. But the Pistons are now interested in Tobias Harris, a little return of Tobias in Detroit. What would you think about that? Well, at, at this age, what, what are we what are we trying to do? I mean, his like, salary we... comes off the books this summer. I guess that's okay. What you're well, to do. if you're if if you're if you're getting him to move him, if you're getting him because his book his numbers come off the books, okay, that makes sense. Now, that's but my bigger question, my bigger question is, what are you gonna do to replace him? Yeah, like, are you getting a free agent? Are you just like, what are you doing? Like, that is my, you know, okay, that sounds great. There will be a player in free agency, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. However, what does all that mean? Which player in free agency is signing a $40 million contract with the Pistons? I don't see one, unless they oh, overpay okay. someone. Well, 
Hey, unless the master plan comes true, someone is gonna, someone's gonna take it. Unless the the master plan of drafting Bronny and signing LeBron James as a free agent is what Troy Weaver is going for. Okay, what's the game plan? Because I tweeted that as a joke months ago, and if they're trading for Tobias Harris to clear the cap space, (laughs) my joke is looking more and more likely to come true, which I find absolutely hilarious. If that is the master plan, BJ, you're going to become a Celtics fan with me. That that's going to have to be it. If that's the vision, if that's the vision. Also, uh, your boy Killian Hayes is on a trade market. I heard. Yeah, I, I've I've heard that. You know, do you think? I, I don't who know. do you think is going to be interested in him? I think there would be a team interested in him. I would take a look at him. Any ideas? I would take a look at him. Well, well, Minnesota are expressing interest in Tyus Jones, Monte Morris, and Bones Highland because. Mike Conley, their point guard, is 36 years old and is a free agent this summer. Uh, so they're looking to get younger at that position. Uh, what do you think about trading for any of those names in Minnesota? I think Tyus Jones would be a fantastic fit on that team. He's a Minnesota kid. That makes sense to me. Yep. Oh, he's, he's from there. He's from Minnesota. So yeah. he's a, I think that would be great for him. But back and to he, Killian Hayes. Yeah, but yeah. Killian Hayes, I think there would be teams who would be interested. I would take a chance on a Killian Hayes. And the reason being, the reason being, is there always? I I I'm I'm a firm firm believer in this. There are always good teams, good players, on teams who have you know bad records. You know, mm-hmm. not that they're bad teams. It just doesn't work there. So he's got good size. I mean, uh, if I were the San Antonio Spurs, for instance, I would take a hundred percent. He's look. French. I'd pair him yeah, with Wemby straight I, away. I, I would take a good look at a kid like that. I would. I I'm always looking for good. Listen, he has one of the key ingredients that I love for any guard, any young guard. He's got size, and he plays defense. Now, and you've heard me say this, the hardest the hardest position to learn is the point guard position. position. It's the hardest one. And you add on top of it, he hasn't been in a, like a winning environment. So it's been – Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you, you come over here – from Paris, from France. You played in Germany. Yeah, played in Germany. I think he played in Florida for a little bit before the draft. And then... Yeah, and then and then you play here, and it hasn't been like easy selling. But he does some things that I really like, and I, I will say this. I think he could be a good player on a good team. I really do. Yeah. And I, 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 if, if, if I'm the Spurs, in, I'm, doing, I'm doing that trade. I'm yeah, doing any trade him. possible to get Bilal Kudabadi from Washington. And then I'm doing anything possible to draft Alexander Saar in the draft this year. And then I'm going to have an all French team. And is that I'm the just... kid from Australia? Is that the Australian kid? Yeah, he's playing out there. He's French. Yeah. And you, you know, it's, it's seven foot two, is... seven foot three. And I, I and I get it. I, 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 I understand where you're coming with all of this. I, I get it. Like my However... defense could be shy and bonjour. And the opposition's not going to know what, what they're talking about. They're going to, they're going to know none of my playbooks because it's all French. Yeah, I, 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 when you're constructing, you know, it's it's a little more to it. But I understand where you're going with it, so I'll, I'll let it. I like the kid Kulabali. I think he's going to be really good. He's cooking in Washington, and and he's probably the only player on the whole roster that they wouldn't trade. Um, but back to the Timberwolves, Tyus Jones, Monte Morris, and Bones Highland. Tyus Jones not only being from Minnesota, but also he knows how to play alongside um, a, a star in Anti Edwards because he was in Memphis with John Moran. Even though he was the sixth man, they did play a lot of lineups where he would come in. And play alongside him. I don't know if I'd like Bones Highland as the fit there um, with the Timberwolves. And Monte Morris is just a little bit small uh, at that one guard position. Uh, but BJ, are you hearing anything? 
you know, there's a lot of chatter. You know, I, I've been doing this so long now that I just go, okay, let, let's see what's going on. Um, I think the teams up top have to make a trade. I think OKC is going to have to make a trade. They're going to have to address their glaring weakness, which is they're going to need a big. They're, they're going to have to get a big, right? Um, I love what Chet What level, Holden. like a starting big or a backup big? Because a starting big now changes okay. what's worked for you all season long. Okay, so let's let's look at this in depth. They have the currently, I think they have the best record or in the, the second best record in the in the in the league or in the league or in the Western Conference. So they're going to need a player to complement what they're already doing. They don't need a starting center, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but mm -hmm. <laughs> that's so. But what what they are going to need though, as they get into the playoffs, they're going to need a player who can play versus bigger, stronger players, right? Valanciunas may may be there. Jokic. Jokic is going to be there. Andre um, Drummond may be that. <laughs> you know, whoever, you know, they're going to yeah, need to yeah. play. Chad Holmgren, he's a few years away before he's going to physically be able yeah. to mature. Like next season, Stephen Adams yeah. will be there as well. So. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're going to need a physical presence who can play a minimum of 15 to 18 minutes a night. Clearly, they have a style of play that you're going to have to also adjust to because they play fast, but they're going to need a player as the game slows down. So I would think that they're going to look at the entire market and look for a player who can integrate and play their style of play and give them a level of physicality um, that they currently don't have, you know, Sabonis and these guys are strong. They're, 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 they're big men. So I think they're going to look to do that. I, if I were the, Minnesota Timberwolves, I would also look to add a big. And the reason being is because, you know, you want to have the security if one of those guys are down for a little bit or what have you. You know, they, they're they they're going to need another six fouls to be able to play against Jokic and these guys. Okay. They're, they're going to need that. Um, if I were them, the Lakers are going to need a big, you know, at some point, um, not that they're going to be in the playoffs, but San Antonio is going to need a big um, mm -hmm. to figure out what they're going to do with Wemby. You know, you just can't keep leaving him along out there um, at his size right now. But um, Philadelphia probably is going to look to add a big. So I think, you know, bigs will be in demand and your Boston Celtics. Yeah. So I, yep. I, I, I expect some of those guys. I'm now, I, I will say this. Now, what I am here in is I think DeAndre Ayton may be moved. Ooh. DeAndre Ayton okay. came out last week and said he's a max player and he'll continue to play like one, which I've not seen, but continues. But I think I think Ayton may be moved. I, I think he may be moved. Um, and it, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I've just, again, I'm just hearing um, in my little conversations that I've heard his name now a few times. So I would not be surprised if he is moved here by the deadline. Interesting. Interesting. Well, BJ, you know, there's only one place to keep up to the date with the best trade news. It's with Mo. It's not here. It's not here. It's not here on the podcast. It's with Mo. Of course so it's just here keep on the up podcast. With, just, keep, just keep up with Mo. He'll be tweeting all day. Of course. Uh, it's all here on night. The podcast. And, and the great yeah. news is that Mo Mootsi is trading London for Indianapolis next week to go to All-Star Weekend. Is it next week? Is it when? When is All Star? Yeah, is, BJ, is it... it's not this weekend. Coming up is the one after. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, my. ten days. Ten oh, days. Wow. Oh gosh! 
I'll oh, see you man. in the cold of Indianapolis. But it, it does oh, yeah. mean we can do podcasts in person, which is oh, oh. a rare occurrence. Oh, that means I got to travel with more stuff now. That's what you got to travel <laughs> with. That means I'm bringing the mics, I'm bringing the cameras. You just got to travel with yourself. You don't need a damn thing. You just got to make sure you get a fresh cut. That's what you got to do. You just got to make sure you get a fresh cut. That's what you got to do. Uh, I'm going grimy. I'm a little grimy, Mo. See, you, I hear it, bro. That's I you. You you got a fresh cut. See, look at hey, you. You got a fresh cut hey. today. I'm a little, I'm on, a little bit more grimy than you, bro. I, you know I, I, <laughs> man, you should have seen me yesterday. That was grimy as can be. Come on, dog. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts from. We'll be back tomorrow with another one. And until next time, make sure you get buckets.